given a choice between good news and no news, good news and bad news, good news and sad news, the choice should be easy. But it's not. Listen. Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. Hear the word of God. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to them, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words, but Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but for God, for God all things are possible. But Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brother or sister or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecution in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The man was shocked and went away grieving. It's supposed to be good news. We learned that in the beginning. Mark 1, verse 1, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's supposed to be good news. The kingdom of God is at hand. Good news. But this passage seems so heavy, so sad. And the sadness is a result of an encounter with Jesus. And the sadness falls upon a very faithful man. I suspect that faith has always been at the center of his life. I suspect that if you traveled back in time to his first grade classroom, you would enter into the door, and there on the door would be the roster, and you would find his name, and behind his name, a mile long of gold stars. Never missed a Sunday. We don't do that anymore. I suspect that he, is, that he was the first in his class to memorize the Ten Commandments, and not just memorize them. I suspect that maybe he sought to live them keeping the Sabbath, caring for the neighbor, loving God. I suspect that he went to college, that even when he went to college, that uh, 
he would quietly step over the remains of a Saturday night to find his way to early church on Sunday morning. You see, I just get the sense that he was dependable, kind, honorable, hardworking, a rare find in a world that is short on staff. So his very being was in high demand. You could not pay him enough. By all accounts in heaven and on earth, he's got it all. He's got the drive to succeed in life, checking off the boxes of what full life should look like, getting the car, building the library, season tickets on the 50-yard line, seeing the world. Life is short, and you've got to get it all in before time runs out. And I suspect that's when it hit him. The time runs out. He's cornered the market on all things except for time, but, he, but he's heard word that there is good news. There's such a thing as everlasting life. And if you're a success in life, the cherry on top of being a success in life would be eternal life. Because the worst thing about having it all is knowing that like sands in an hourglass, so are the days of our lives. It has to come to an end sometime. But good news, he's heard that there's thing called everlasting life. Good news. And he's driven to secure the good news. He knows where to go. Good news. He runs, he runs, he runs, he runs. I told you he was driven. He runs to Jesus and kneels at the feet of Jesus, breathing heavily. Good teacher. What must I do? to inherit eternal life. Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You see, the man is driving at what he's missing, and what he's missing is, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus is driving at the thing the man is missing. That is, do you know who I am? It's the question that is asked over and over and over again in Mark's gospel. We are given the answer to the question from the very beginning. Mark 1, verse 1, as I've said, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You'll note that the man who is kneeling before the Son of Almighty God never calls Jesus good again. It's a clear indication, I think, in this gospel that he's missed the point. He is kneeling before the Son of the Almighty God, and he thinks he's there to get an education from a teacher. And he's failing miserably. But he listens to Jesus rattle off the Ten Commandments. You shall not murder, commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father. Teacher, I've kept all this. <laughs> All these commandments since my youth. And Jesus looking at him 
loved him. Loved him. You lack one thing. Go sell all that you own and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come and follow me. And that's the good news. But the man heard it as bad news, as sad news, because he had many possessions. And it is here that this little history lesson becomes a parable for us. The story begins to work on us. Suddenly we feel for the man, for we see ourselves in him, for we too have done well in life. And we too have a limited time on earth. And we too don't want life to end. We too have lots of possessions. And we too have no desire to give them all up for the poor and go and follow him. It's supposed to be good news. But hear the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ runs to a cross. That's how Jesus defines eternal life. Jesus doesn't define eternal life in terms of time. If Jesus defined eternal life in terms of time, Jesus would have told parables about being on the phone with Comcast. It's certainly eternal, but it's not life. How do you define eternal life? Eternal life is God. Eternal life is God. How do you define God? Well, from what I've read, God pursues us. God pursues us. It's good news. God pursues us. How do you define God? Well, from what I've read, God is defined as drawing near to all who have fallen short. Drawing near to those who find their life from having all the stuff but are scared to death of death. God draws near to us. It's good news, remember. How would you define God? From what I've read, before the storm, God is with us. During the storm, God is with us. 
At the end of the storm, God is with us. The common denominator is God is always with us. It's supposed to be good news, remember? It's good news, remember? So what must I do to inherit eternal life from what I've read because of our Lord's faithfulness? He gave up all his earthly possessions, that is to say, his very life, and died on a cross. And he gave it all his earthly possessions. He gave all his earthly possessions to the poor, to the hungry, to the thirsty, to those who try and try and try and fail. He gave it for those who are lost. He gave it for those who are sad. He gave it for those We're scared to death. From what I've read, God raised him from the dead, and nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is good news, remember? There is eternal life. It's with God. And this is a story that changes all stories. It even changes the story of this one who went away sad. Because believe because Jesus believes in us. All of us who walk away from this story sad, Jesus believes in us. He knows us and believes that just being with us over time, over time, over time, over time, eternal, that something will come across our face. A smile. And we'll realize that the stuff we have, we can give away. The stuff we have that lasts forever, the stuff of God, the eternal stuff, the patience, the patience. It never runs out. We can give it away, and it's good news, remember? The kindness, we have it. We can give it away, and it, we can give it away, and we can give it away, and we can give it away, and, and it's good news, remember, and the grace, the grace to look at each other, all our failures, all the failures that we have, we have for one another, we've had in one another, we have grace, we can keep giving that grace away, and it never dies. It lasts forever. It's good news, remember, love. We have it. We always have it, and we can keep giving it away, giving it away, giving it away. You can fill a pastor's office filled with diapers. You did it. It's easy. 
and give up a good night's sleep for someone in the room in the end. You can give up some money for lumber to build a habitat house. You can give your life away. And when you do, it looks like love, which looks like life, real life, which is eternal, which is God. And it's good news. Remember? So choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of wealth or meanness or anger or hatred or division. But as for me and my house, we will choose life, eternal life that looks like love, that looks like God. We will choose to serve the Lord.